What's up, guys? Welcome to the Average Dude Outdoors podcast. I'm Justin. And I'm Drew. And this podcast is brought to you by the Cooks at Magic Vacations. They'll hook you up. Anything from uh, a box on the side of Route 50 to uh, uh, Alaskan Cruise. John and Courtney will get you hooked up. All right, man. What's going on? How you been? Oh, nothing much, man. I've, I've been... Uh, getting fat here recently <laughs> yeah thanks so over thanksgiving yeah to... yeah i haven't uh i haven't even walked in the woods actually that's a lie i went out on thanksgiving and i checked two cameras yeah and uh that was it didn't get out much in rifle season i think i went opening day and that's about it but can't say much for uh not walking in the woods but you know working on well pads and stuff like that getting, getting yeah, to walk your, out yeah that's your a, literal job yeah walking in the woods yep but uh yeah i had a pretty interesting story you know happened before you know we're we're recording this podcast now we kind of missed uh we missed a week of recording there we just got busy our schedules didn't align so yeah we fumbled. think before we get into rifle season you know we'll talk about kind of the uh last week of bow season before before rifle season um i know you had uh, a couple sits in there i think and uh i had one evening set after work that was you know pretty interesting honestly <laughs> i was kind of I didn't know how well it was going to go. Um, the weather, you know, said it was going to rain, but it said it was supposed to kind of move out that evening. It did not move out. I was I was soaked, absolutely soaked. But you know, three hours. I think I put in three hours there. I got got off work and got in the in the stand uh, about three three o'clock. I think three o'clock right on the dot is when I got up there. So I think it was getting dark at that time. You know, six. 5.45, 6 o'clock was like sunset, so I still had about till 6, 6.30 for shooting light, I think at the time. Um, but overall, it was a pretty good set. I mean, I, it was fairly warm. I mean, it was high 40s, low 50s, so it's not wasn't like I was uh, super hot or anything, um, or super cold. But, I mean, I, like I said, I was getting poured the rain on, super rainy day. But uh, they were actually moving in that three hours. Had uh, a few doe come in. Um had a little spike come in. I didn't. I couldn't get a shot off on the doe, or I probably would have shot one of them and called it a day because, you know, I'm definitely need to take some of those. Fill that, uh, <clears throat> fill that freezer queen. Oh, pad. yeah. I just get one out of the way, man. I just need to, yeah, just need to put a deer down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get a but, little bit of confidence. Yeah, but uh, they were they were kind of far off when I saw them, but that little, little spike came in 10, 15 yards, sat there for a long time, and um, just ended up, I mean, I said I probably watched him for 15, 20, 15, 20 minutes, and eventually just moseyed on out of there. And uh, you know, was, I was up in the climb on stand, and or not the climb, yeah, the hang on stand. I climbed up the climbing sticks and everything, and you know, it's I'm pretty used to hunting off the ground, so I was a little, a little shaky getting up there. But once <laughs> I got up there, it's pretty good. And I was telling myself, well, I want to get out. I've got a decent walk back to the side. So I want to get out before it gets pitch black because there, you know, there wasn't no moon that night. I don't believe. I mean, it's gonna be dark. And it was pouring the rain, so I was just sitting there getting absolutely soaked. And I eventually got to the point where, you know, it was right at the end of shooting light. I was like, oh, I better go ahead and get out now. Wasn't seeing anything towards the end. And lower my bow down, put my backpack on, take my safety harness and move it over to the lifeline and start to climb down. And as soon as I hugged the tree to move over from the uh, stand to the, la- the climbing sticks, I look over beside me, and there, there's a nice eight point just, oh, no. just looking at me. Oh, I'm like, no. where did you come from? And he, of course, blew and 
ran around and like he kind of just like moseyed around. I thought thought he was gonna work his way back, so I stepped back over onto the stand, brought my bow about halfway up the tree, and he just sat there and looked at me. And I was kind of just letting it hang there. I was like, well, maybe he'll come back around. And sure enough, he just kind of like swooped around. It looked like he's gonna cut back up the hill, but he ended up just going down over just real slow. But I got a good look at him, and but I got a good look at him. But I couldn't really tell. Um, like when I first saw him, all I could see that he was out past his ears a little bit and, you know, fairly tall. Um, looked like a decent eight. I don't know if I would have shot him, but after I, after he started running down below, I couldn't really get a good look of his rack just because it was kind of low light and everything. But, right. uh, yeah, he's a pretty decent one. And the situation probably would have been one of those like situational bucks that I was telling you about, you know, oh, just yeah. like, you know, sitting there getting dumped on in the rain, had bad luck all season. I probably would have shot him. Probably would have oh, taken him sure. if I would have I mean, gotten shot on him. Hey, sometimes you need to take that shot. Yeah. You know? I mean, you were just talking about that with your buck. I mean. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was like a. You got that one out of the way, and now you're just like, okay. I mean, yeah. Definitely kind of feel like I'm back on the back on the wagon. Oh, you know? no. I mean, with taking that deer, <clears throat> in years past, a lot of people uh, would probably give me crap for taking that deer. Just because, yeah. you know, the size of it or whatever. And he wasn't the most mature deer on the property. But it was very, very much so a situational yeah. uh, deer. And, you know, I look at that, too. I mean, you've checked your trail cameras, too, and you've seen all the... You have an abundance of young bucks on your property yeah. that have potential. So, I mean, taking one of them out... Yeah, and he was all messed up. Like, yeah. even in the trail camera yeah. video that I sent you, you can see his hoof that I was talking yeah. about. If you pay attention, when he picks up to scrape... You yeah. can see how his hoof's all messed up. Yeah, had so, a messed I mean, up hoof, that messed up one side on the rack. I mean, I don't know if it's bad genetics or just damage or right. something he's done in the past. But, I mean, either way, you wanted to harvest that buck, and you did. And, it's, yeah. like I said, I don't think it affected much because you still have plenty of young bucks on that property that are going to grow. Yeah. And uh, and now that you got that one out of the way, after a six-year drought, made you feel so good. And uh, now you're kind of back on that. All right, I got that one out of the way. Yeah. Now I, let's, uh, I, guess I mean, it, you already have one that, that you're talking about passing on now that's a good bit bigger than the one that you shot because yeah. you want to see him grow yeah and i mean that's just kind of what it's about so yeah yeah no that's uh and that's how i am too you know we're we're gonna get into this with the talk about late november hunting and talk about rifle season here but uh you know i feel like after like i get so pressured getting into uh before rifle season like i gotta get something before rifle season because you just never know when right. you get to that point and then uh after rifle season, like when I see my trail camera pictures and I see that those bucks have made it through, it's almost like I don't even know if I want to hunt those now. Because right. like I want to relax. I, I want and... I want to I want to see them grow. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like well, I haven't shot a deer all year, and those are <laughs> yeah. still pretty solid looking bucks. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. It's a. I mean, the post rifle season, you almost want to give your deer a rest. Yeah. You know, because 90, 90%, we're talking about late October, or late November, we're talking about the last couple of weeks into December as well, these deer are going to stop rutting. Oh, and yeah. they're going to be torn up from fighting, running, skinny. They're going to be surviving yeah. again, once again, yeah. off their belly. Yeah. Feeding five times a day, that type of stuff. So, it's definitely nice to check your cameras and be like, well, we made it through week one. All right. yeah. We're through week one. If we can get through week two, and then the, the couple other seasons later in the year, which truthfully doesn't get a lot of pressure around me. 
Right. Um, or like, my place. Same, same here. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of bow hunters here. I mean, you still got muzzleloader season. Yeah. Um, you still got, uh, well, that, and then you have, like, the heritage season that's afterwards or whatnot. Yeah, I, th- I want to say think there's too- a doe season as well. Yeah. Which a doe season is a doe season. Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll, I like when people are out there shooting does. Yeah. Yeah, that's another topic I think we'll touch on here when we get into late November stuff about harvesting does post-rut, which, because yeah. I know that's a big topic a lot of people talk about. A lot of people, yeah. you know, have differing opinions on that, and I don't know, I kind of see it both ways. But, yeah, uh, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, if you're taking a deer, if you're taking a doe in the beginning of November, you're you're taking a chance at killing multiple deer in one yeah. shot, as in, like, it's pregnant, you yeah. know? Uh, just because you know, there's been deer that's bred, you know, that early. Yeah. So, definitely, my opinion, and it's very situational for what property I'm at. I'm very much a meat hunter at the end of the day when it comes to that type of stuff, especially yeah. with harvesting does. Yeah. I love backstraps. Oh yeah. And I love deer steak, and I love, <laughs> you know, anything venison. So, at the end of the year, if I feel like I need more to supplement my, you know gathering of, of meat throughout the year then I'm probably going to take one on a property that's not like my family farm I'm not going to be able to yeah. just, just because of rules and stuff set but if one comes out on another piece of property yeah. and I feel like I, I just ate my last backstrap last night so yeah. man you went through that quick yeah oh yeah it doesn't last long yeah. <laughs> usually, usually the first thing going on a deer oh for sure I got but, two inner loins left though so yeah those are nice yeah let's say those that's good too oh yeah but yeah, I mean, so rifle season, you didn't, I don't think you, you haven't been out in rifle season, have you? No, I haven't. Yeah. See, I, as like I said, I talked about them on one of the previous podcasts, I'm not really big into rifle hunting. Like, I I like to go, like, the, you know, the camaraderie or everything, you know, oh, coming yeah, to hunting camp. camp and yeah. just getting out there in the woods and seeing it. And, you know, if I see a nice one, I'm going to shoot it. But, uh, I mean, I just don't hunt the same rifle season, like, because we got other people around and usually I just, uh you know, kind of go to a spot we don't hunt much, sit around. If I don't see much, I don't kind of, I don't do what I do in bow season. I don't, because usually in bow season I'm pretty prepared, at least have an idea of the spot that I'm hunting. Like I know that where deer come from. I know right. where, I know yeah. that I know that deer do come through there. Yeah, you've been and, watching cameras and stuff. Yeah, and, and when I rifle hunt, I kind of just sit up in a random spot. So, you know, three or four hours go by, you don't see a deer. I'm getting up and walking. Right. I mean, I, I just do that in rifle season. I just like to check out some things more or less and just kind of see and, um, with a that. rifle too I mean you have a rifle in your hand so if you spook something yeah. especially the first day of rifle season too like I noticed that first couple of days of rifle season if you spook something they'll jump and they'll run and they'll stop like 80 100 yards from you yeah you still have a shot at them now you get later in the toward, later in the rifle season oh, you know you spook them they're gone yeah they're like, running they're, they're running neighbors and, and then their neighbors neighbors <laughs> yeah they ain't stopping but yeah so I tend to walk around a little bit in rifle season. I don't really hunt too hard for something specific, but uh, if I don't see him moving. Now, if I see him moving early, I'll stay stay put and kind of kind of hunt that. But that's just the difference between it for, with it for me. Yeah. But uh, just something about the bow hunt, just getting closer to him. And, of course, I mean, I had an encounter this rifle season. Doe. I decided to sit at a base of tree and get to kick it old school, and I had doe walk up on me five yards that, you know, I didn't even see him until they were on me. I just sat there and looked at me. I took a whole. I had my phone in my hand and a rifle across my lap, or otherwise, probably would have taken one of them. Right. So I just 
sat there and recorded a video for about three and a half minutes of them just bobbing their heads at me and <laughs> looking at me, trying to get me to move. And eventually I said, all right, I'm not doing this anymore. I sat my phone down. It was like, as soon as I sat my phone down, oh, I'm sure. gone. But yeah, I mean, we had my dad's buddy from PA came in. He comes down every year um, and hunts on our property uh, in rifle season. And uh, he took a pretty nice eight point this year. Pretty, yeah, it, was, it was pretty unique rack, actually. Like, I showed you the picture and stuff. I don't know if I told you, but it had like a hole, like through its horn, on or through its uh, main beam on the left side, I believe it was. Really? Yeah, it was pretty cool looking. Like, I was like, man, I never even noticed that in trail camp picture or anything. And I have that big, like, that's the buck I sent you back yeah. in early seasons. Like, this deer is posing for me. He literally gave me a picture <laughs> of every single angle yeah. that you could think of. And I never did notice that hole. So, I mean, I wouldn't think that he got shot in the antler this year because what i mean I you, you would think it would break break off but yeah i mean my, I, he didn't I, find any like you know like a bullet or anything and it's like yeah. a perfect hole like you yeah can it's see like a perfect you can't see through it but like it's a perfect hole like it kind of like goes into the beam right and it's not all the way through but it's like in kind of like it was coming like i don't know it's just it's just really weird it's probably like i don't know i think bugs might get in there sometimes and, and it, i mean it, it like early stages of antler growth i may, think and maybe i don't know it, it wasn't like it was like wallard out there it was like a perfect just like a hole who you, knows yeah like you can just stick your pinky in it that's pretty cool that's a, like it's like another thing that's cool about shooting bugs yeah. is like walking up and yeah knowing, once you actually knowing get that them. you're like the first human to lay hands on this deer's antlers yeah. and like inspect them and yeah like this you is always awesome. find something different too that you yeah. may not realize that you might find like a little kicker or yeah. then you get up to them and realize how much trash they just have like around their base and yeah yeah just like holy crap it's like a, th- it's like a fingerprint yeah. for humans like every deer has something different on them yeah for know? sure which is cool it's another you know yeah. awesome thing about hunting yeah. deer yeah he shot that one opening day uh, i heard the gunshot i was fairly close to it. well i mean for you know i was on the other side of the hill and uh knew as soon as he shot I was like, yep, he got one and uh what time was that i think it was about four so i mean he, oh so evening yeah it was evening Evening's yeah evening. i think it's about three thirty four is when he shot it that was know. a heavy he had like looked like one side was pretty heavy yeah like, i mean his yeah this was really nice it's pretty pretty solid um i think he was one excuse me i think he was one that we had on uh our uh he was kind of one of those ones that was that'd be iffy like you know iffy iffy list yeah Yeah. like early season um we were thinking about i had him a lot at my at my stand uh, or at my blind on that camera and i was just thinking like i don't know like if i get up looking at trail camera pictures it's real easy to say like yeah you know give him one more year but he's one of those ones where like i was gonna say i might pass him but if I see him in person, you know, that would be kind of yeah. undetermined then. But it was also one of those ones where I was saying, like, if he gets taken, you know, I, I don't blame anyone. I mean, I, right. it's a very shootable, very shootable deer. Yeah. And, one of those uh, uh, possibly and the seeing it on the ground, Yeah, seeing it on the ground out there and in person, it's like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty solid buck. What do you think in score-wise? Not that score matters for yeah. any reason, but what do you think score-wise? 110, 15, 20? I'd say his price is probably one fifteen buck. It'd be hard. That's solid. Yeah, I mean, it'd be hard to tell though, just with, you know, yeah, mass and so yeah, that's gonna be the thing because it was only it was a nine point. So Listen, if you have a one fifteen buck on your property and it's an iffy, if it's on the iffy list, I yeah. think you're doing just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> at least at least where we're at. I mean, yeah. we're no, you guys seem you and you and your brother and your dad seem to have a really solid you know plan in your mind. And yeah, I think the future looks bright for you guys. If you know truthfully if you guys keep it keep it up like you're going yeah. back into these pinches now and it's yeah. your, 
like you said, and you, that's the thing. you've been hunting here for how long, and you've uh, haven't yeah. even seen some places on this property. Yeah, some of the stuff, uh, you know, and I've walked all over this. I, mean, I used to walk a lot through here, and I've probably seen it before. But right. I feel like as I get older, I get more educated on like, yeah. like before I would look at it and be like, ah, I'm not going down in there, or like, ah, that just doesn't look good. But now I look right. at some stuff, and of course, every year, I mean, stuff changes too. Yeah. I mean, you got the. Uh, I mean, you, you notice, like, trails start going, you start seeing more trails going towards a different way, deer uh, travel different, that's the kind of thing, too, I got stuck on, I feel like I've gotten stuck these past two years on that spot where I shot my nice eight point, yeah. just because, like, I was scouted out that spot, and I found, I figured it out that, like, you know, there's a buck in here, because all the scrapes and rubs and everything, so I set up my camera there, and sure enough, like, that was his bedroom, he had right. a pattern, I figured it out, he was going through there every like at nine o'clock in the morning your daylight every six or seven days and i feel like it's been a pretty good spot but now like it look like you've been up there with me it looks like a highway through there there's oh, just is, a big yeah. opening and then there's just trails that fork off of it everywhere yeah, where they come across the right away but awesome spot. this year was so weird with that spot because like even last year i got a good amount of deer um, traffic but this year unless i had some kind of food out there like corn or uh and even as thick as the acorns were up there, if I didn't have like corn or some kind of, uh, you know, attracting or something up there, I really didn't get that much traffic. It'd just be something kind of passing through. But that's, uh, I mean, that could be, that could be that this this guy here, your buck was living there on that pattern, on that pattern. They always say when you shoot one, one will take its spot. Yeah. There could be a chance that one of those young bucks that you've had there all year is that buck yeah. taking his spot. Yeah. Just you know, he's on the pass list, so you're yeah. not you're not looking at those pictures, clicking through, going, "Oh yeah, that's a spike, spike, spike." Yeah, could that be four point, five point might live there. He might have yeah. felt really comfortable and you know settled into his thing. And in three years, you might have yeah. another you know chance. That's the beautiful thing about hunting a spot, and you know you have it consistently. Yeah. And I think that's too like trying to get trying to get more spots set up because yeah. I mean, in both se- like early, especially early part of the season. You know, just basically just me and my brother that bow hunt on yeah. it. So we have like 140 some acres of just me and him that we can go pretty much wherever, set up a bow stand. It's just scouting it out more. And again, time, okay. time is a big, <laughs> time is a big thing, and that's kind of, you know, that's the, that's the hardest thing to manage and oh, for sure. go around. But I mean, I have a couple spots, and that's another thing I did. You know, I was walking around in rifle season. I was basically just looking for. Spots a little, hey, yeah, that's a little thing, scout. dude. Little little in season scouting mission man, yeah. with a gun in your hand. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that at yeah. all. Because now you have a better idea of what you're going into next year. You're you're already yeah. thinking. You're already in 2024 season. Oh, absolutely. You're and like, I need to stand over here. You know, put something over here. This is a nice scrape right here. This is awesome. Yeah, you know, you're you're moving through finding all kinds of sign and yeah, seeing spots like finding some flats and valleys and just different spots and noticing where the deer are traveling like because as i'm walking around you know i'm either seeing them bedded down spooking them up and right you know which you obviously try not to do but i it's going to happen well, uh, when you're doing bump that. and dump so yeah but i mean honestly i found a couple i found a spot i probably i'd say me and you will do or do a sit there um we'll probably film a sit and this one spot i got picked out i was telling you about down that kind of deep in that valley it's actually honestly walk in if we go behind the cabin here and just walk i would say it's probably no i would say the overall walk about six seven maybe 800 yards back in there but we'll be walking flat ground up on a creek like just we'll be walking through the creek because down the valley and um you go back in there in that pinch and you got the uh 
I mean, it's pretty steep going up both sides, but there's deer, deer trails just funneling all down through there. And I was looking at it from up above. So, I mean, right. I could see it down there. It's a pretty wide flat down there. So it's not like a, it's not like it's just like a small area where deer can come through. It looks like a pretty good bedding area. So it'd be one of those ones where, you know, I would say, I don't know if you try to get in there too early because you probably spook stuff out of there. Right. But. Maybe a rut funnel. Yeah. I mean, could be one of those things too where, I mean, I don't know if you try to do an all day set and try to get in, try to get in a little bit late and then do an all day set. Because, I mean, you know, earlier that day, just a couple flats up above and then probably back around. I don't know. It wasn't too far from there. I would say just right on the other side of the hill. Um, when I was rifling, I spooked probably six doe just bedding down all together. It's, that just drives me nuts. Like, why That's a good it? thing to find when you're thinking about hunting a yeah. place close. Yeah. So now you kind of have an idea where they're funneling up and yeah. possibly funneling through that spot yeah. going to bed. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a valuable find. Yeah. The only thing, I mean, there's no really like no drive access back there or anything. So we dragging out whatever it is, but I mean, it's. We'll call those uh, yeah. deer drone deer recovery. I don't think they're legal in our <laughs> Yeah, state, I would that. say it's probably not, but I don't <laughs> we'll even have know. We'll have them. I don't even know if they get a dr- yeah, I don't even know if they get a drone back in there. It's so thick and stuff, but as far as as it goes back in that valley, but I mean, there'd be no reason why we couldn't drag it out of there. I mean, it's if there's a will, there's a way, and if, enough, if we can uh, get back there, we can get a deer out of there. If, if I know we talked about that before, like on public land. We talked about, like, yeah, we probably need to go like way back in there. It's like, what if we shoot one at like five thirty, like last light, and then we're out there recovering. We're five miles back in there, can't see. Yeah. It's like, are we? I was like, because we talked about, it, like, if we get one on public land to make it easier packing it out, we're just gonna get game bags and yeah. you know quarter it out there and pack it up and roll out but I don't know I want to be doing that at <laughs> pitch black at night and having no idea where I'm at man now we're getting into like western type hunting yeah those guys it would, it would be pretty fun to do you that but... the, you ever hear the story that I want to say it was Dudley told on uh, Rogan podcast about him I think he was quartering up a something that he killed yeah and uh, got surrounded by wolves oh man and he said the only thing that he could see is eyes and he he, he said he had an arrow between his teeth and he's like he's like I'd already shot like two three of them yeah with his bow and had his down to his last arrow yeah and shooting these coyotes or these not coyotes wolves yeah like I couldn't so, imagine yeah so I don't think we have wolves around here we have coyotes and <laughs> yeah we got honestly them. I feel like they're more scary so, I mean I don't... yotes yotes are they get, yeah. I don't know I wouldn't want to mess with them yeah I mean I've, I've had some encounters with them of course it's just usually just been one by itself and like yeah. I mean uh, they're they're so fast. I mean, you see them, and like if they see you, oh, and you see them, they're they're gone before you can even raise like yeah. your gun. I, mean, I had one. I was turkey hunting one time. I don't do too much turkey hunting, but I was calling one and had it coming in, and all of a sudden it just stopped. I'm like, what the heck? And it was getting close to the end of time, and I walked up the hill to you know see if I can close in on it, go up the top, and I found out real quick why it didn't come in. There's a coyote standing right there, and I literally had the shotgun in my hand, and the thing saw me at the same time as I saw it. I walked up on it probably about 10 yards. Well, I would say probably 15 yards in front of me. And it was gone so fast. Like, as soon as I tried to pick up the shot, I didn't even able, wasn't able to get on it right. to fire a shot off. It was gone so fast. But, yeah, they're pretty they're pretty skittish um, out at nighttime, like when you can't see them. And, yeah. you know. But they're, they're also, they also do this thing, too, where they can, uh, you know, they make their sound echo off the off the hills and stuff like that it makes you think that there's more than one or two but 
really there's only one or two but you never know either yeah. especially in dark i mean I'm i've had the chance i've had long <laughs> treks back where i've heard him just howling all over i'm like oh. yeah you're just trying to be quiet and walk as fast and quiet as yeah. possible <laughs> looking back over your shoulder like crazy stopping every five seconds yeah seeing if you can hear your leaves crunching yeah i hate that dude that's a a lot of people will be like uh well some people be like i only get in my deer stand with the red light or no light I'm like Pfft. I could if I could have a light bar strapped to my head. Yeah, I'd be carrying it through the woods, dude. I ain't going. It's I yeah, don't, light. I, mean, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not too big on like the green and the yeah, no, red lights like unless that. I'm actually like coyote hunting at night. And of course, usually the way we do it, I'm sitting, sitting, you know, in a lawn chair or something, close, pretty close to my truck, just kind of right. just chilling there. We park up in the meadow and do that. But when you're allowed to do that, I think in West Virginia, it's they're illegal all year round. But yeah. I think you, you're allowed to spotlight on a night hunt. Uh, coyotes from January 1st to like July 31st or something like that so it'd be fun to we've only done it a couple times I have a whole I set up my AR for that so we need to get out and try to do that this summer it'd be just fun to do that'd be fun I have electronic call and everything for spend them. half a night up there just yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be fun to blast them that'd be cool yeah did you know when you book with an online travel website you pay for an agent fee no well, me neither. When you book with the Cook's Magic Vacations, you get an actual agent that will help you with anything you need. From your multi-generational vacation that your grandma has been planning since 96, all the way to a three-day hunting trip, the Cook's Magic Vacations will have you set up with a place to rest you. You can visit their Facebook page or contact John or Courtney at 570-721-2824. Getting into this later part of the year, I can't help myself, but just yeah. like transition my mind back to food or like bed to food patterns yeah let's let's get into that yeah we're kind of going off topic there we'll start yeah. on to the late november here because we're kind of getting into that late we're in that late november early season late late season hunting and you know we're kind of be post rut they're going to be they're going to be uh you know bucks are going to be checking those food sources for uh, oh, yeah, for those last for the dough. yeah for that last yeah. hot dough you know and that's the thing too, you know. There's not too many. There's no acorns left. Everything's pretty yeah, much very few. I so, haven't seen many. I know. I know you're not big on hunting over food, over corn and stuff like yeah. that. But you know, I feel like that's gonna. I mean, where it's legal, if you if you're in states that you where you can do that, I mean, that's a big thing. I feel like hunting over food sources or food plots. Like if you can get a food plot and you get it set up right, those change of property like oh, crazy. Yeah. And that's a lot yeah. of times a lot of money to do that, but. Yeah. It's one thing that we're going to work on, I think, do next year up in the meadow. Yeah, I think i got a couple plans set up here. Uh, there's a gas line. I don't think I've told you this yet, but there's a gas line coming through that nine-acre piece. Yeah. Plum smack down right through the middle of it. Yeah. So we're going to – and it starts next week. So hopefully they start dropping some trees and yeah. gonna get in there. You're not going to have much – you're not going to be able to do anything there for the rest of the season. But uh, Yeah, probably. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm totally on yeah. the 2024. Oh, yeah. It'll be nice. Luscious, I was going to say, green that's going to be spring. nice. You got you got your buck. You're kind of like, you know, if you find one that's a stud and you want to hunt it, you yeah. will. But now you're kind of looking in the next season or just yeah. going out, busting I'm, a doe. I'm definitely interested in shooting more deer this year for sure, you know, yeah. like. But on, on the piece of ground that I'm going to hunt, I, my options are really limited, you know, yeah. with, with what I can take. So yeah. it'll have to be, I'm going to start zeroing in. I think I'm going to go tomorrow and move some stands around on my family farm and 
possibly I'm, I'll probably put a couple more cameras out and just try to zero in for this late season push here towards you know I, I can't not hunt in December I, I used to quit you know right around November right right, right. right after gun season I'm like oh, I'm, I'm burnt out but I'm not burnt out this year I, know, I haven't I mean, done you, it enough I don't think so yeah you know I kind of make it a tradition to go out that late, that last day or a day close to it because you know it's like yeah. it's the last chance we have to be out in the woods this year with a bow in our hand yeah. and it's just we could film one why wouldn't we want to film someone yeah. taking a doe or something that'd be that'd be sweet yeah it was my mess up last year I'm gonna keep <laughs> want to talk about that one yeah that was a that was a fun time though but man that was crazy that we couldn't sucks when that happens yeah but. it was another horrible mistake or not a mistake but just bad you know just shot a shot a deer and couldn't find it wasn't able to recover and yeah. it was a, a bad end to the year yeah which would made the start of I, I was this gonna year say for i me feel like that worse. was a big thing yeah for you too this year i was like man i gotta yeah yeah that was tough i was like man I had to sit all season with that all season they're all off season yeah yep and and even this year i was like man i don't even know if i can shoot my bow anymore like yeah. <laughs> this is not going too good for me yeah the thing we're back on the board back on the train yeah i'm gonna shoot a doe late season and for sure probably if i have the opportunity i can't yeah. say for sure <laughs> if i have the opportunity i, I know we say that all the time like and i feel like a lot of people you know it seems real easy and on early season for me it is really easy. And i always say every single year that i'm gonna take more doe in early season yeah. but i just don't and i think a lot of it has to do with the limited time of getting out there yeah. when i'm out there I want to hunt for a buck because, like, you know, I mean, that's the, I don't want to shoot a doe and just like ruin, feel like I'm going to ruin the ruin spot, the spot yeah. or you know shoot it and then like I'll be done for a day because I got to deal with that yeah. doe. We especially like, early season because it's hot. I mean, you can't leave it like a lot of people. And this is me. Like my big reason why I don't shoot does a lot anymore is the 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 work after you shoot yeah, it. Right. Exactly. That's like, same, that's most same. of the time, it seems like I'm set up. I have an awesome shot at a doe. And it's Sunday at 5.30. Yeah. And I have to go back to work Monday. Yeah. So I'd be up all night working this deer over. Might not even get it done. Yeah. Have to go to work. Waste meat. It's just a shit show. So, yeah. like, I don't even... Especially early season, too, because it's not like... Like, I think that's part of the two later season why I was more or less I'm okay with shooting doe. Because, I mean, yeah. if you have to... Like, if you get one late at night on a day and, like, you don't have time for it, you can always recover it later or you you can always hang it and it'll still be fine yeah. especially when you have sub sub 20 temperatures and everything oh like yeah that. I, I rather leave it i i rather let a deer hang for one day after it's shot yeah and hanging then skin it and work it up right away just yeah. i don't know what it is it's just my grandfather's already always done it and i've always done it yeah. said it does something for the meat so yeah. i just listened to what he told me and you know if i have that chance i do this year I shot my buck and I took it right to a processor. Yeah. I caught a lot of shit for that. Why ain't you working up your own deer? Hey, I took my 8.2 for, well, the reason why I took my 8 point most, I'm mostly the, was because I got a, I was wanting to get a shoulder mount on him and I had yeah. never, it's the first one I shot that's worth getting a shoulder mount on. So yeah. I was like, I don't want to mess up the hide. So <laughs> I didn't even just get it out and took it up to him and told him, you know, I want it caped out for that and they did it and Honestly, it wasn't bad at all. Like, I mean, I think I paid like 90 bucks, and they did. Yeah. And, like, at the time when I did it, I mean, it was right, but it was like two weeks before rifle season, and they were pretty busy with get, getting deer in there. But I literally took, my wife, I think, took it in, or I took it in, 
Maybe she took it in. No, she took it in that morning, I think. Yeah, she took it in that morning in my truck. And then they called like two hours later and said it was done. And she called me and I'm at work and she's like, yeah, they said your deer's already done. I'm like, what? It's only been two hours. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, they, they basically just took it right in and just started working on it. And they were just like one after another as they were coming in. Oh, that's sweet. And uh, I remember I had to take, I had her car that day or something. I had to go in and get it and... Of course, they had it packaged up and get it all blood, get all the get the wife's car all blood. Yeah, of course they. Yeah, they had it all packaged <laughs> up and in boxes and stuff like that. And then like it was a lot of meat, and they did a good job on it. And honestly, they did so good too. I was like, you know, you and you took yours to the same place. Yeah, you're the reason why I took mine. Yeah, there and and yeah, dude, they did awesome. I know they got some good good deli and stuff there too. I, I just oh, yeah. like going there. It's just a cool place, you know. You can. Uh, I heard they're selling it too. Are they? They're selling it for like one point two. Oh dang! Well, I hope it stays the same as it's let's uh, buy it let's make it the TAD Outdoors podcast <laughs> you, and you got you got 1.2 million <laughs> I mean let me check the bank account but <laughs> you might need to work a little bit of overtime here <laughs> yeah quite a bit of overtime actually yeah uh, you know. <laughs> I worked a double there the other day that was a I don't know why I do that to myself <laughs> yeah what was that a 20 hour or was that a 16 hour yeah 16 hour 16. Yeah, yeah. Get a couple more breaks, and that's nice. But I mean, yeah, sixteen. I mean, I was working all summer, everything, just fourteen hour days. But that was counting my drive time. Yeah. Two, you know, two hours two, two to work a ten hour day, two hours back. Sometimes I'd have fifteen hour days, but I mean, you work five days a week doing that. Oh, that'll. Of course, there. Of course, you got the people out there that say, "Oh, I work seven days a week, sixteen hours." Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, good for you, you got soft hands, boy. Yeah. I work eighty hours a day. Yeah. Shut up, dude. <laughs> Shut up, idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know. I I never got that flex, you know. No, the ragging no. about how much uh, how much you work to like I just think I'm like oh cool. You're an ATM to your family, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> cool yeah. you have an awesome truck. You drive it to work. That's yep. it. That's it, yeah. I was kidding. Not about that. I think uh sixty, seventy hours a week is a nice sweet spot where you get uh You can ride that fifty hour a week. So you get a little bit of overtime, yeah, and still have enough family yeah. time. It depends on how structured too, but yeah, yeah true. <laughs> yeah, we're getting way off topic here, but <laughs> we tend to do that a lot average, here. Aren't we? Average, yeah. we're just average. But yeah, dude. I mean, late November. It's kind of I, I. I mean, you guess people could definitely get back on or get on the uh, late season lockdown rut phase. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's some still. I'm sure there's bucks that are out there. Walk down with a doe, you know, just get traveling with her. Yeah. And they're going to continue to be that way probably till the end of season, really. I mean, yeah. a lot of does, you know, go, well, the younger does will come in later. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll just keep trying to find that late, that last doe. A good, uh, good question, too, for late season, or you know, late season in general, and especially late November after rifle season. Um, you think it's harder to get these deer, like, bucks in close range like with a bow I mean you know they seem more obviously more skittish but yeah. you know more concerned with it because I feel like just depending on your setup too like they like they can see your blind they can see your climbing like your sticks they can see the I mean, if, if you're you yeah tree stand with yeah I mean unless you're in a set which that's another thing a, a whole another topic about saddles but you know of course, you have climbing sticks with those too, and everything. But I feel yeah. like the only thing really is like a climber. If you're up in a climber, you, you know, there's no really trail up the tree right. that they would see. But even at that, you know, 
I mean, deer, I don't even, I would go as far to say it's a fact for everybody that deer are ten times harder to kill after gun season. Oh, yeah. Just because, I mean, they, they've been through it already. Yeah. You know, they've they've been shot at, they've yeah. seen their, their uh, running buddies get shot at, they've potentially wondered... could have stead, stood right there and watched someone else, you know, another deer die right in front of them. You yeah. know, so it's like... That makes me wonder, too, like, you know, these... Uh... Deer like that. I wonder how like you go late season. Like, I wonder how many times that deer was shot at, yeah. there and just missed. Because like, I mean, I was sitting there and right like the first day of rifle season, and I counted probably fifty, sixty shots just that I could hear, I could hear. And some of them, like actually the majority of them, there's very few single shots, like just, and then just nothing, nothing left. Yeah, most of, like the majority of them. And I don't know if it's just people. Like getting excited, just shooting, shooting, trying to shoot moving. stuff on the run, or if they're shooting multiple deer at a time, or if, or or just what they're doing. But I mean, I, there was time. There was one time where I heard six shots. It's like okay, that guy's just using an AR, yeah, and he can't hit nothing. Like yeah. I mean, it's just like I'd like to think that that's you know situational, but. Yeah. Yeah, when you hear it multiple times yeah, in a day, right. it's like crazy. Like what is going on? Yeah. Sometimes it feel like it. there's some. There must just be someone out there just shooting. Yeah, target practice. Yeah, opening day gun season. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a good time to tar- target practice if you, if you yeah. want to. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, nobody's going to be able to tell where your shots are coming from. Everybody yeah. else is shooting. Yeah, yeah. That was, I didn't. I haven't even experienced that this year for the first time in probably like I don't know. <laughs> Since we were old enough to gun hunt, probably mm-hmm. it was that opening day. Who shoots first? Yeah. And how many can you count? <laughs> yeah. Which, that's another surprising thing, too. Looking at the social media and everything, I haven't, I mean, there's obviously been some nice ones killed and some bucks in general killed. I'm glad you're about to say this because I've been thinking the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but there has not been near as much as in the past. Nope. And I wonder how much of that is for, like, people passing up and, like, just, you know, looking for those mature bucks or just. You know, I don't know. Just not not getting the opportunity. Yeah, not getting the opportunities, or maybe just the way like society is right now. Just kind of maybe a lot of other people are kind of like us and just don't have as much time as they want. Yeah. Like his work and family seems to. I mean, it's it comes first, obviously. Definitely, I, I I'd say that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Uh, the amount of hunters in the woods. I'd like to know that statistic this year. Yeah. I I know I'm going to say this, and like we're going to say, oh, man, it doesn't seem like there's that many deer shot. And then the West Virginia <laughs> Division of Game or whatever yeah. is going to put out their opening day buck yeah. tag thing. It's going to yeah. be like, and maybe that's just a eighty thousand <laughs> social media thing too. I mean, some people are really weird about that. I mean, you got guys that like will not. I mean, you you hear about people killing some nice bucks, and you just never see pictures of them. Yeah, because like they're just not. Some people are real private with their stuff. Like yeah. you know, they shoot a deer on their property. Like they won't post it or anything like that. Or won't yeah. tell anybody about it because they real don't want poachers or they anything don't. Like yeah, that. some people yeah. go real deep into that. But I don't know. I think I, that's I'm kind of like stuff I, for me. yeah. Yeah. Only thing with me is like I'm not real big on like posting. Like a lot of people will post their trail camera pictures stuff like that. I don't like to do that too much just because. Yeah. I did that a lot when I was younger, yeah. like trying to find the approval, like you said in that yeah. like episode two or whatever, like yeah. trying to find social media approval. Yeah. But I haven't done that. Yeah, you can't. Like I send you my trail camera pictures. Yeah, Maybe a couple buddies, but other than that, no. yeah, that's one thing that if you get away from that, it makes hunting so much more fun. If you actually hunt, for oh, yeah. the, do you remember why you hunt? And yeah, people, you, know, people you don't do it for people. But I will say, we did get the uh, 
the handful of pictures and uh, the Better Buck Management Group on Facebook of uh, get the normal normal <laughs> the spikes and the spikes <laughs> and the four points and like uh, yeah. I saw one. Ah, I won't even touch on that. Just, just it, it's usually captioned something like, "Oh, you know, got wasn't this, the biggest on the farm, or or uh, got this old buck. He was yeah, he was old, yeah. and it's like and everyone's on there. It's like that's it's like that's a year and a half, year and a half. He's not old. All oh, the deer weighed two hundred pounds. I saw something. the same thread. You, yeah. I swear, yeah, we're thinking about I, the same. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. That probably person probably listens to the podcast. Well, maybe. I don't nah, know. It's all good. We love him. We yeah. love him all. <laughs> yeah, so but I mean, like I said, like we said, you like, don't put that in. That's right. good for you. You shot that deer, but don't put that in the better buck. I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah. I'd like to go back and look at the comments because it was still a fresh post then. Yeah, it's probably pretty funny few. actually. Yeah, I'd like to look at the comments now on that because I'm sure all the people on there have went on there. It's like. Yeah, let, oh, yeah. let him have it. Yeah, the, a couple people asked me if my buck was old, and I, I just I was just like, eh, yeah, possibly, <laughs> possibly. Like, I'm not gonna put. He's not gonna get any older. Yeah, he's like, not. I'm gonna, not gonna, that's for sure. He ain't gonna get any older. I'm not gonna put a like a like age on him. Maybe yeah. three and a half. Yeah, I don't know, three and a half, four. Maybe. I don't know. I that's another thing too. We were talking about it earlier. Um, the uh, how I said like you know late season where you kind of just shut down like oh yeah let those bucks we'll let those bucks go another year since they made it yeah I feel like we're more like that now if I feel because we're usually the majority of the time we're hunting three and a half possibly four and a half deer four and a half year old deer yeah we're, we're in but if different... we yeah just like the where, where our properties are at and stuff too and I think that's a lot of people like the bigger guys like you know the pros and like even just people people's properties are at different points too like as far as yeah. like the deer herd yep. you know you got people that just have managed it right for years and or you know just done whatever and they have they have those deer but like right now our deer our property seems over the past few years consistently produces you know 120 to 130 inch deer and you know the biggest yeah. one we've had is that my brother harvested is 140 um roughly 140 Plus or minus, I'd say maybe a little bit over, being an 11 point. Yeah, he was a nice, but, super nice buck. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know, I just think, it's like when when we talk about this, I feel like there's a, you got a large group of people that are saying, like, ah, you know, these are just small buck hunters or whatnot, and then mm-hmm. other people are like, you know, we get comments all the time, like, oh, that's huge for, like, where I'm at, you know, I would take that in a heartbeat. But yeah. I think the part of the reason, too, is, like, late season, like I said, I was, I was... <laughs> Did I mess up the mic? No, no you're good. You uh, just blew my damn eardrums out. Oh, right. <laughs> my bad, dude. I've talked with my hands a yeah, lot yeah, and hit yeah, my mic. <laughs> just quit quit over there, Muhammad. All right? <laughs> you're floating like a butterfly. thinking like a bee, dude. You know? Oh, man. <laughs> but uh, anyways, late season like that, we're hunting three and a half, four and a half year old deer through the season. So I feel like we can say that. Like, ah, oh, we'll let them go another year. Now, I feel like it'd be a whole different story if we have a few five and a half six and a half year old deer like yeah. nice solid really solid mature bucks or like ones that are like 140 150 if we yeah. get those deer i feel like late season would we'd still be like all right they're out there we're still going for like when we'd be pushing yeah but I agree, now yeah it's like so now with the size that we have now it's kind of like Oh yeah, we would like to see that going in if it yeah. made it through right you we'll have see the chance to let that deer yeah. get to that other age yeah. you know right that next step in his yeah. and I uh, development yeah you know, and I don't know the age of some of the deer that we've taken on this property like you know like the official age of some of the nicer yeah. ones we've taken but I don't know that we've ever 
I wouldn't say that we've ever had. I don't know if we've ever taken a five and a half, maybe five and a half. I don't even know if we haven't taken anything above a five and a half, six and a half year old deer, which usually they say six and a half is probably the, you know, where it's it's prime, like as big as it's gonna get is what they is what I've heard, and then they start to go downhill. But I don't know. It would just be nice to kind of kind of see that at some point. Yeah, I'd like to have the the back history with a deer <clears throat> for five years and then shoot it. That'd be really cool like the sheds and stuff yeah that's one thing i'm gonna do a little heavy this year is shed hunt oh man i need to do more we just never we never find sheds here like i don't i've only found we'll find a deadhead or two which is not good but yeah 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 yeah. wonder how big this one's gonna be next year it's not gonna be any bigger dude (laughs) they're dead bro they don't shed their whole face yeah you imagine hey that sounds like a dad coming back yeah with a stud Nah, I don't think he got that here no. gunshot. He said he probably wouldn't see nothing the rest of the evening. But I mean, we can, we'll touch on what we were fin- what we were talking about there. I mean, we kind of got long winded on the late season, but yeah, we're getting into it, and I'm pretty excited for it to be honest. I mean, I just yeah, I, I mean, like we're all settling into like what our properties are going to do next year. And, yeah, uh, might go out and try to chase. I know I have one that I might I'm interested in shooting. He might yeah. be a little bit older and be just not really developed much into a rack it's yeah. kind of cool looking rack I'd say it'd be 100 inches a little bit over 100 inches maybe yeah. <clears throat> but uh he seems to be older he's running a lot of deer off and uh I would like to shoot him but I also wouldn't mind for him to have another year just to see you know if he does get any better if he does decide to get bigger it's gonna be really cool cause he's gonna yeah. have a, it looks like his one two is gonna be all messed up and yeah. hopefully so. that'll, that'll be pretty cool and I think honestly that's the big part of the excitement for late season is getting that uh, checking those cameras to see what made it through especially on the last day like the last day when you pull them on that last day after you get your last day of the season set pull them pictures and figure out what still made it through and you just hope and pray for the next year in summer you get them same bucks they don't die yeah I always try to like go a little bit harder with feeding especially after season when season like that those barren cold cold yeah. nights in winter and stuff before spring just keep them around yeah just i'll feed heavy yeah. i'll just go by i'll probably buy more corn after deer season's over than i do throughout deer season yeah and, uh, i just kind of like turn my feeders down to feeding two times a day and and then you know during gun season and late season i'll crank them up feeding three times a day and fill them once every two weeks which is a lot of work yeah. <clears throat> especially at my grandfather's place but yeah. but yeah so that's my plan yeah well yeah, we both got our plan for season yes, at the end of the season so we'll wrap this up and uh, just remember this podcast is brought to you by the Cook's Magic Vacations um, you know Christmas and holidays are coming up you need to book a holiday trip yeah. you know to call yeah where well, you have to go stay with your uh, in-laws for Christmas and you don't want to sleep in their house yeah there you go boom there you go <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's that's a wrap.